0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Ashley Hall shares a story about the possibility of tomorrow. I usually find a way to work in being a lesbian into every story, just in case there's a single lesbian in the audience. But I I can't work it into this one. It has nothing to do with my story tonight. Um... So, three months ago, uh, my Aunt Terry passed away. Uh, but she didn't just pass away, she made a choice and then she jumped off of a bridge. Super heavy. You guys are like, this is a comedy theater. What is this girl doing? <laughs> um, we were all really shocked. My Aunt Terry was 46 years old, uh, she was happily married to my Uncle Rick. Uh, Two adult children, one of whom is going to be graduating from college this year. Um, Nobody saw any signs. She didn't reach out to anyone. You never would have guessed that anything was wrong. And this was the last woman that would ever, she would never do something like that. Never in a million years. Um, My Aunt Terry and I were very close. Uh, I have aunts that I... I'm okay with never seeing, but not this one. Uh, My biological mom passed away when I was 19, and she was my connection to her. And I think I was a connection to her sister for her. Uh, We talked usually every week. She knew all the stupid shit I was doing at the Push Comedy Theater. She would often lecture me uh, about drinking too much. Um, She came to both of my college graduations. I called her on Mother's Day. We had this deep connection. Um, so it was, a, it was a punch in the gut when I got the phone call. I got a call about eight o'clock that night that they had found her van, purse and phone abandoned at the top of the bridge. Just before midnight, they had found her body before it uh, drifted out into the Chesapeake Bay. So the next day, I make the two-hour drive up to Saluda, Virginia. It's about an hour outside of Richmond to see my family. And none of it seems real. Like, I've got this information that I've been given, but it's not real. This isn't really happening to me. This doesn't happen to our family. Um, I get there, and it's a little more real. And um, I read the note that she left that gave us no answers. Uh, It basically just said that, that she couldn't handle life anymore and that she loved us all very much. Um, and she kind of named people that she loved and the, the last thing she wrote was Ashley Too. And reading her write my name just, I lost it a little bit, like it's, this, it's, it's becoming a little more real for me. Uh, it was my first time dealing with the suicide, I've never had to deal with anything like this, much less someone that I'm so close to. Uh, but, but I feel like I need to be strong As sad as I am that I've lost my aunt, you know, I've got two cousins that just lost their mother. I've got my uncle that just lost his wife, who he's been with since they were teenagers. So I need to be strong for them. And I am, for the most part. um, Occasionally, I sneak away to myself and, like, chug a beer and cry. (laughs) So now it's time to plan the funeral. And this is another first for me. Like I've, I've lost a lot of people in my family. It happens as you get older, you start to lose people. Um, but I've never been a part of the planning process. I just go to the funeral and go home. Um, we get through that. We get through all the uh, technicalities, choosing a casket, etc. cetera. And uh, my cousin, Ricky Lynn, she asks the funeral director who's going to be doing her makeup. Uh, my aunt Terry was a cosmetologist for 25 plus years, she took great pride in her appearance. If you needed to be somewhere at four, she started getting ready at noon. Uh, Hair and makeup had to be just right. Like I remember her saying on more than one occasion that when she died, we better make sure she looked damn good or she would come back and haunt us all. And uh, the funeral director who's this, um, ah, he's gotta be in his 60s, this older kind of fat balding guy named Tony, super nice guy. And he says, well, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) There is no way in hell that we can let Tony do my Aunt Terry's makeup. She will come back and kill us all. (laughs) Uh, But there's nobody else to do it. It's a a very small town. Um, There's, you know, like Walmart and Hardee's. I I think they might have a Chick-fil-A now. There's not a whole lot going on. And my cousin, Ricky Lynn, says, I'll do it. I'll do mom's makeup. And I, my heart drops. And I, I immediately said, Ricky, do you want me to be there for you? I'll, I'll, you want, yes, Ashley, please. Will you, will you please come with me? Of course, of course. So I'm still being strong and supportive, and I got this. But inside, I'm like screaming. How in the world are we going to do this? How am I going to be strong for her? You know, I've been to wakes and seen someone I loved all prettied up and in their casket, but I've never walked into a back room at a funeral home and seen them on a cold steel table, and I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> and um, the next day, we, we have to do that. Um, we have to do that on Saturday morning. The wake is gonna be that evening. I have, you know, two hours of driving to try to compose myself, and I just know that there's no way I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down. Oh, Ricky, Lynn and I, we walk into the back room, and this feeling of calm washes over me. And I look at Ricky, expecting her to break, and she looks okay, too. Like, we're okay, we're not losing it yet. And we walk over to the table, and and Terry is there, and she looks okay, Um, and we're still okay. And we get started and Ricky starts taking out all of the makeup that she's gonna use on her mom. And she hands me this makeup brush and says, you can help put the base on. Oh wait, I can work in the fact that I'm a lesbian. Are you ready for it? (laughs) I don't do makeup. I don't wear makeup. I love women that wear makeup the last time I had any makeup on I was 17 years old, I was going to prom and I've never felt more like a drag queen than I did that (laughs) night and now the woman that would haunt us if we fucked this up and you want me to help with the makeup? Uh, So I do she's like, it's Ashley, it's this base, I'm gonna do the real makeup over top, you can't mess this up Um, and so I start putting some, some base makeup on my aunt's cheek and Ricky Lynn and I both start laughing we're like, oh my god your mom would be laughing so hard that the big dyke niece is helping do her makeup like it would just um and it was amazing like i went from thinking i'm going to totally break down in this room to we're laughing and joking and reminiscing about terry um i got to try i tried to put her favorite sandals on her and i um The ring that I'm wearing tonight is one of the rings that she wore every day of her life. And I got to slip it onto her finger one last time. And um, obviously, take it off, I'm wearing it. (laughs) Um, It turned out to be one of the most intimate and beautiful things I've ever done. To be able to be a part of that final process for someone that you love, to prepare their body one last time truly uh, was, was beautiful and we survived. I was, um, was talking to a really close friend the other day about this um, because it's such a personal story, I could only talk about it with a close friend. A <laughs> yeah, yeah, little delay, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and he asked me, he said, he said, Ashley, how in the hell did you guys keep it together? I, I, I couldn't do that, and I can't imagine being with someone, having to do that for their mother. There's no way. And I said, you know, I don't know. I'll think about it. And I've thought about it for days, and I have absolutely no explanation. I don't know how or why, but we did. I, you know, Of course, I'd like to, to think that, that Terry was with us, that, that my mom was with us and calmed us and got us through that. Uh, So we make it through that, the wake is that night, the next day is the funeral. We're almost done with this process. Now my aunt, uh, she was, she identified as a Christian woman, but she wasn't a church woman. She wasn't an organized religion woman. I think that she found God in her garden uh, with her beagle, drinking strong coffee on the porch, watching hummingbirds and all of her feeders that's nature her family that was her church that was how she saw God and so uh one of the family members got their southern baptist preacher to come out and do the service and uh this guy (laughs) I was pissed like and it, it turned out to be okay that I was pissed so and it's a little thing that pissed me off but so her name, was Ter- her, her name was Teresa, but everybody called her Terry. Nobody called her Teresa. Well, this, this, this preacher, he didn't know her. He'd never met her in his life. So the entire service, he's just saying Teresa over and over and over again. And so I spent the whole funeral just ruminating and, like, giving him, like, death stares. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> that he wasn't calling Teresa. Terry by her proper name and I think that's fine you know because because I was so angry I didn't cry a tear I didn't have time to really think about it we get through um, the sermon and it's over and people start you know walking away and there's a a field on the edge of the cemetery and I walked over there and um, just just had a little time by myself and kind of let myself feel it started to cry like a girl and be soft and I didn't have to be strong for anybody in that moment and i was you know it's almost over we're almost finished with this process i, uh, I chain smoke for a while I turn around and the crowd is dispersing cars are leaving people are leaving it's it's just about time to go and i also noticed these guys like in the back of the cemetery but i can totally see you guys and they're like really scary looking like dirty hard i'm sure they're hard working americans i'm just saying they were really creepy uh, <laughs> Uh, grave digger types, you know, if that's a type. And um, I said, oh, my God, I can't leave Terry with these guys. And I know that's stupid, right? Like, <laughs> you know, people tell you, oh, they're gone. It's just their body. They're not here. But I knew that I just I put makeup on that face and I know that her body is in there and there's no way in hell I can leave Terry with these creepy grave digger guys. So this was another first for me. I decided to stay, and I let everybody leave, and when the guys came in and started to break down, I uh, I stayed, I lit a cigarette, and I watched. I watched them take the tent down and take the chairs away and take that faux grass away and take all the, uh, the metal around the coffin away. And they started lowering her down, and uh, it's super dramatic, but I decided that I would, when the last bit of sunlight touched her body, she would have someone that loved her there. And so they finally lower it all the way down and the backhoe full of dirt is coming over and I stop them because I don't know the history of this, but I've seen it in movies a million times where like the family members like get a shovel of dirt and they put the first bit of dirt on and I was like, this is my movie moment. I can put the first bit of dirt on there's no shovel so I just grab like two heaping handfuls of dirt and I throw them in and then uh, the guys come in and they they start putting the rest of the dirt on top and I stayed until it was completely covered and I left and um, and that that was it it was over I can go home now and and deal and process as much as I can Um, so this this was October and I'm currently I'm currently going through the roughest time of my life so far for this and for many other reasons. And when we were told that the, the theme tonight was rebirth, I, I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And, and then it hit me. I wish I could have told Terry that every day is a chance for rebirth. Every day and even though I'm having some of my own darkest days I've ever had and I know I'll have more, every day I'm gonna make the choice to keep breathing. If you like to tell a story like this one or just come out and see the show, visit tellmemorelive.org That's tellmemorelive.org where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, Submission information, contact forms, and more storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.